This is indeed a special day for our church family, as we have opportunity this morning to appoint into our eldership four new individuals who will serve uh, as elders for our congregation. And there is some responsibility there uh, that is going to come their way, some new responsibility. There is also a sense in which we have some responsibility, those of us who are not being appointed as elders this morning. And what I mean by that is that there is the responsibility of followership or the responsibility of being great sheep within the family of God. And we don't talk about this quite as much as we talk about qualifications for elders. You know, the, the qualifications for elders are listed so clearly in the scripture. We can look and see what's in 1 Timothy 3 or Titus chapter 1, or we can turn to 1 Timothy 5 or 1 Peter 5 or whatever and, and see all kinds of things written about elders. There's not that much that says, and here's what it means to be a great sheep. And I'm sure that's partly because it's spelled out everywhere. And God does indeed call us to be and desire us to be great sheep in response to those who serve as elders. And so there are things that kind of go along with this role. Like when I hear about the responsibilities that a shepherd has, and he's supposed to be caring for the sheep, it sounds as though sheep follow shepherds. It sounds as though sheep are respectful and honoring of shepherds. It sounds like shepherds are quite right to expect that sheep are going to treat them with some kind of respect. In fact, I read this from 1 Timothy chapter 5. It says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Which makes me think that if double honor is supposed to be given to some shepherds, that there is singular honor, at least, that is supposed to go to other shepherds. And sometimes that runs right in contrast to who we are as people. Like, is there anybody out here who just loves to be under someone else's authority? That, that does not fit us very well, and especially in our society. You know, here we are in Western culture independent. We're part of a democracy. Everybody is equal. And then there's this indication in scripture that although we're certainly all equal in the eyes of God, that when it comes to serving in the church, there is actually some inequality. And there are actually those who are over others in the Lord. And scripture talks about being under those who are over you in the Lord. And so we do have some responsibility as sheep. And we need to take that responsibility, I think, just as seriously as those who are appointed as shepherds need to take seriously their responsibility. My impression is that God calls us to that. And so as we appoint men who will serve in this role this morning, keep in mind that we too as sheep have some responsibility. Now, when we get to defining what it is that these individuals will be undertaking upon themselves this morning, I've kind of thought of four ways of thinking of this. One of of these ways has to do with the terms that are used. Tell me this morning, church, like you guys, most of you know this already, what are the three standard terms 
that are used in the New Testament to describe those who serve in the role of shepherds. That's one right there, okay? I don't know how to say this. Those who are leaders in this role, okay? One of those is shepherds. What else is there? What's that? Definitely servant. But there, there are three titles that, that say these people are in positions of leadership within the church, okay? Overseer is one. And the overseer has to do with the, the notion of manager. It's the same word that's used for manager. In fact, this line in here that says, the elders who direct the affairs of the church well. Okay, that, that notion of directing the affairs of the church well fits very well with the word overseer. They act as a manager or a director. Okay, and then what else? Shepherd, we've already said, that's one who obviously leads a flock, has sheep under them who follow them in that stead. And then what's the third word? Elder, the notion of elder. And so they're supposed to be really, really, really old. And that's pretty much what we're doing this morning is appointing guys who are really old. Right, Miles? There, there comes with the notion of being elder other ideas. When you think of someone who's old, and you know, sometimes in our society, by the way, we don't do this well. When we think of those who are old, sometimes it's almost, we talk about them almost in derogatory terms. Age for us is not a, a position of honor necessarily. I can, I can remember when I was very young, of course, but when I, I can remember when I thought that 30-year-olds were really old. And do you remember in the hippie days, some of you do, those of you who are really old, you remember the hippie days, and those who were in their 30s, the young hippies thought of them as, like, we actually use this word. Okay, this is terrible. We use this word. We said, they're like raisins. Do you remember that? And so a lot of times, there is not the kind of honor that is bestowed upon those who are older in our culture that there is in other cultures. And other cultures really do this much better than we do in terms of honoring those who are older. But the reason why they're so honored is because of the wisdom and the experience that goes along with being older. And we need to have that same sense of those who serve as, as elders. They're not maybe as old as you are, but we have the responsibility of treating them with that kind of respect as they serve in this office. So those are the terms, elder, overseer, and shepherd, that say something about who these people are and their responsibilities. We can talk about their character. The New Testament lists the, uh, the kind of character that a person is supposed to have who's going to serve in this role. And so they're supposed to be above reproach. Can you imagine be, uh, being above reproach? No one has anything bad to say about you. The husband of one wife, temperate, which means balanced, in the way that they respond to things, in the way that they use things in our world. Self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, not a drunkard, gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy, a good reputation, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, honest, loves what is good, holy, self-controlled, disciplined, not lording it over the flock. Any of you feel like you qualify? Any of you have all of those characteristics in your life? No one? 
That's good. Because if you did, you would have just disqualified yourself. And so we have some men that are being appointed this morning to take on this role. I'm grateful that none of them raised their hands. But that shows, does it not, that there is this sense of humility that's supposed to go with having these characteristics in our lives. Another way of thinking about these men is to think in terms of their roles. We talked already about them being shepherds, which means that they care for and guard the flock of God's people. They also oversee, which means that there is a sense of management about them. They do direct the affairs of the church. Scripture talks about them being eager to serve, serving as examples, and says that some are supposed to preach and teach. And so we've got these responsibilities or roles that they take on themselves that also help to define who these elders are. And then lastly, there's this whole notion of understanding. We'd like to think that our elders know more than the average person in the pew when it comes to Scripture. We'd like to think that they understand things, even the deep things of God, better than the average person so that they can lead others. Scripture specifically says that they're not to be a recent convert and that they're supposed to be sound in the faith so that they can instruct regarding sound doctrine. And so, I don't know about you, I think that this is kind of a weighty responsibility and a significant list of qualifications to live up to. And I'm grateful that we have four men this morning that we're going to be appointing who actually we see as able to represent our church and respond uh, as elders leading in ways that God wants them to lead. I'd like now for those who are being appointed as elders, if they would, to come up and please bring your wife with you. I'd like also for our incumbent elders, if they would, to come up. I want to have Rachel stand, by the way. Rachel Fasuba, would you please stand? Francis, of course, is being appointed as an elder as well. Uh, and Francis is not here this morning. When Francis gets back from Africa, we're going to have Rachel and Francis both come up, and they'll go through something very similar to what we're doing with these three this morning. Francis is still an elder this morning, but we'll make that very public and have uh, Rachel and Francis both do that together when he gets back from Africa. Thanks, Rachel. I'd like now for Charles, if he would, to come up. Francis can't be here this morning, but we're going to have an African, African descent come up and read for us a portion from Scripture from 1 Peter chapter 5. And I'd like us, normally we don't stand in recognition that God's word is being read, but this morning would you please stand as Charles reads a portion from 1 Peter chapter 5. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Um, today is a great day. Um, as we drove to our church this morning, I looked at the weather. I said, glory be unto your mighty name. It's such a beautiful day. I was baptized when I was, I think, 13, 14 years old. And that day, I remember vividly, the preacher said, angels in heaven are rejoicing. So today, I can imagine what is happening in heaven this morning. To have such great men stand before here, ready to commit their life in the service of this church. Will you, with me, with one accord, hear the word of God? If you would, open to... Uh, the Bible's, if you don't have one, there's one right at it, where you are sitting. It's on page 859. I'm reading from the King James Version, 
First Peter chapter 5. I'm reading from the first to the fourth verses. Let's hear the word of God. First Peter 5, 1-4 The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, by willingly, not of filthy like, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that faded not away. This is the word of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Charles. What we're going to do now is have uh, each of our elders in turn, and we have a microphone this time, by the way, that's no wire. Yeah, we could move that. What we're going to do is have each of our elders offer a word of prayer on behalf of those who are becoming elders and their wives, each in turn. Let's Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we uh, rejoice this morning at at willing hearts. Father, we rejoice that... uh, You have raised these men up out of this congregation, that the congregation has recognized them, Father, and that they are willing to serve you in this place as elder. Thank you for their wives who support them, for their families who support them, Father, for this body of people that support them. And Father, I I thank you for for their gifts, and their abilities that are different than the existing elders. Father, thank you for adding them to this team. And I pray, Father, for a unity in our work together, that we will love and support each other as we uh, love and support this church. Father, we, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to sin and falling, There is no one here that can cast the first stone. We all fall short. We are not perfect. Only your Son is. And so I'm thankful that you have shown us grace and that when we fall, because we will, and when they fall, we can show them the grace and mercy that you have demonstrated to us through your Son, Jesus. I thank you in his name. Heavenly Father, as we continue to pray, we pray for and around uh, Miles and Francis and Steve and Ernie. We pray for their wives and their families. Lord, we're also here to celebrate something very special. We celebrate the things that come only because of you, nothing of us only because of you and what you can accomplish through us. And what we've learned and what we've seen, that through these four men, 
there is a true servant heart beating strong. Lord, we thank you for that servant heart. We are encouraged that that will continue. There will be tough times ahead for all of them. There will be burdens that will be borne. But we just pray that as an outcome of the burdens, that you would strengthen them and and bring them to maturity and also uh, bring them the joy that comes of of knowing that, uh, that we are faithful to you and faithful to a calling to be servants of yours. Lord, I'm going to, I want to pray through a, a verse in, in Hebrews. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, and may that great shepherd equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And may he work in you what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Holy God Almighty, we continue to come to you in prayer this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the uh, love that these four men have shown for uh, their families and now for this congregation as they continue to have love towards this congregation. We thank you, God, for the uh, structure that you have put in place uh, uh, first of all the uh, the family and and then as family members as Christians the uh, local congregation we pray Lord a special blessing on uh, these men as they have uh, been willing to step forward and, and uh, uh, function as an elder that you, you indeed will look down on them and bless them and bless their families we pray, Lord, that you will bless them with uh, a continued understanding of your word. Bless them with uh, wisdom. And Holy God, we pray that you will bless them with, uh, with the fruit of joy as they continue to serve in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, guide each man and their wife as they, uh, as they uh, work in the name of Jesus that you'll protect them, that they will not fall into the trap of the business of church, but indeed they will uh, uh, grow in the love of Jesus Christ and they will continue to uh, uh, show that love for each member of this congregation and in extension for the lost as we try to present your word to, to this world. I pray through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. For a congregation to appoint men to serve as its shepherds is one of the most important choices that it makes. Today we take the step of appointing as shepherds those who were recommended by the church to serve in this way. The church has had opportunity both to put forward the names of these men and to give us reasons why any of them may not be qualified to serve as elders for the church. At the end of this process, we feel that the Holy Spirit is working with the church to appoint these men to serve alongside the current elders. It's our prayerful hope that they, along with our staff and ministry leaders, will form an effective, God-honoring team of leaders for the Calgary Church of Christ. Steve, Ernie, and Miles, and Francis in Africa, we as a church believe you're qualified to serve as elders in the Lord's Church, and we've asked you to serve as elders for the Calgary Church of Christ. You've said yes to our request, and because of this, we as a church appoint you today as elders of the Calgary Church of Christ to serve alongside the current elders.
We know that you're not perfect men, and neither are our current elders. But the church is appointing you to help lead us as we, in turn, as other leaders, continue to lead the church. We are confident that adding you to the current group of elders will benefit the Lord's church that meets at this place, and we look forward to the years ahead as God works through you in your appointed roles. It's our hope that your gifts of service will greatly benefit the church's ministry. We pray God's guidance by His Spirit on your work, and we commit ourselves to work together with you in building up in our community and around the world the kingdom of God. We exhort you to, in the words of the Apostle Paul, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. And now we commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Amen. Congratulations to those of you who've been appointed. And it's a, it's a wonderful blessing. Congratulations, you know, almost isn't a great word. You know, it's like they won an, an award or something. They're being appointed, though, to a great honor. It is indeed an honor, honorable thing to be appointed as shepherds within the kingdom of God. So congratulations to all of you. It's wonderful. Love you guys. Love you. Love you very much. Mm-hmm. And where's Rachel? I'm going to give Rachel a hug, too. Thank you. You are so, so welcome. We're grateful that we can do it. And I look forward to Francis getting back and us being able to pray for him as well. <laughs>